Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You're listening to Squawk 7000, bringing you a roundup of aviation news for this week starting October 24th. The headlines and news are brought to you in association with Flying in Ireland. I'm Michael Cummin. In the headlines this week, a new interim CEO for the aviation regulator and the state of mental well-being in aviation is discussed at a conference in Dublin. Ireland leads the way in the development of drone aviation and Mark Dwyer reports from Crow Park at the Pilot Careers Live exhibition. And he has a few tips for those attending assessment interviews. The first Aer Lingus flight to Miami for two and a half years took off from Dublin Airport shortly after four o'clock last Friday. The route will operate three times weekly as part of the airline's winter schedule with departures from Dublin on Fridays, Sundays and Wednesdays. The return of the Aer Lingus Dublin to Miami service closely follows the recent announcement of Cleveland, Ohio and the return to Hartford, Connecticut, both of which will operate as part of the airline's summer 2023 programme. Aer Lingus operates 16 direct routes between Ireland and North America, including New York, Chicago, Boston, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Orlando, Washington, Seattle and Philadelphia. The airline is the only carrier offering direct flights between Ireland and Miami. The Irish Aviation Authority has announced the appointment of Declan Fitzpatrick as Interim Chief Executive Officer for the Aviation Regulator. These appointments follow the decision of the current Aviation Regulator CEO, Dermot O'Connell, to leave the IA at the end of October and take up a new role as Managing Director of Wizz Air Malta. Dermot announced his resignation in early August. Declan Fitzpatrick has 16 years of regulatory experience with the IAA and is currently the Director of Regulatory Performance and Innovation. The government plans to separate the IAA's Air Navigation Service into a new organisation. At the same time, it will dissolve the Consumer Watchdog, the Commission for Aviation Regulation, and merge it with the IA's Industry Regulatory Division. The shake-up will create a new single aviation regulator responsible for safety, security, economic regulation, passenger rights and travel trade licensing. Last Saturday, the Pilot Careers live show was held at Crow Park. Mark Dwyer was there for flying in Ireland and Squawk 7000. But shortly, Mark talks with Captain Carl O'Neill of Aer Lingus about their pilot selection process. But first, he spoke with the event organiser, Ian Seeger. My name's Ian Seeger. I've been running Pilot Careers Live for something over 25 years now. It's changed names throughout those years, but we're really glad to be back here in Dublin. Dublin was the last show we did pre-COVID, so uh, we run Dublin and we, we had to shut everything down, so it's really good to be back. It's kind of quite... There's a, there's a lot of symbolism for us in it, for the, for the team, really. Um, one of the things I've noticed over the last year or so since we've been gradually coming back is 
there has been a change in, um, in, in people's People have become a little bit more circumspect, circumspect about becoming commercial pilots. They're looking at go. It's quite a significant investment, and it's an industry that has. It's a little bit like a roller coaster, and I think the industry as a whole, airlines as a whole, could do a lot more in terms of promoting the career, not just on the flight deck, but throughout the whole aviation, airport infrastructure, air traffic control infrastructure. And I think you know, we need something to smooth out those highs and lows. And in terms of who's coming here today, who are the the, the target audience? Uh, in terms of visitors, yeah. um, the idea was that, I mean, as, as you know, the, the decision to embark on commercial flight training is, is a complex decision. There's an awful lot of decisions that you have to make. So the people, the target audience is really people at the beginning of that journey trying to figure out the right answer. So the one thing that we try and do, that we, we, we kind of pride ourselves in, in hoping that people, when they leave here, are smarter or will know more and take better informed decisions than they would before they got here. Um, and so people are able to come in, ask a lot of questions, stand back, have a think about it, go and ask some more questions and take informed decisions and, and find the pathway that's right for them. There is no single pathway that's right for every single person. Captain Carl O'Neill is my name. I am the Chief Instructor of the uh, ATO at Aer Lingus and I also look after pilot recruitment. We're delighted to be here today at the Pilot Careers Live in Dublin. It's great to see it back after almost a three-year hiatus. I suppose the things we're looking for is we just have a direct entry pilot campaign in play at the moment and we've been uh, oversubscribed really with um, applicants. I think it's probably the bounce after COVID which has done this, but uh, it's great to see the interest in the, in, in the industry and indeed in piloting still alive and well. And we're going through all those applications at the moment and we'll be moving on to assessment centres now in the next couple of weeks throughout probably late November. And, and what, what those entail is um, a, a morning uh, of group assessments and group exercises uh, followed by a panel interview which is an interesting interview because you'll be with three other candidates in a room with a, an assessment team discussing some somewhat controversial topics um, and it all, always gives a little bit of um, you know gives us a good insight into how people deal with each other and it's a very important part of our process moving on to the afternoon then we, we do a, a, a two-on-one interview with a HR professional and a pilot which looks after you know the, the person's CV, their background, their experience, their motivation uh, to be part of Aer Lingus and to fly, and then a technical interview with a pilot. And, that, and those technical questions are always graded as such. If you're a, an Airbus-rated pilot, we're going to talk to you about an Airbus. If you're a Boeing pilot or whatever, we'll talk to you about Boeing or, or general flying or procedures, etc. And you know, if you're a, straight out of a flight school, deal with ATPL type questions. Um, so they're all. Uh, consummate with your experience level. Uh, success at that then would lead you on to a simulator um, assessment um, in our Airbus A320 simulator and then subject to medical and um, reference check etc we, we, we make offers following a, a decision of what we call final board where the senior management team in the flight operations department sit around and assess all the candidates so yeah that's our process and uh, what we hope to do in the, over the next couple of weeks. And you mentioned in your presentation that you're involved in the delivery of the new A320neo. How do you find that? What's it yeah. like to fly? Yeah, I was very lucky and fortunate to uh, go and get it. It ended up being our second one. It was supposed to be our first one, so I got gazumped by uh, my, my friend who's the chief instructor on the 320 to, to bring the first one into Dublin. But yeah, beautiful aircraft to fly. We kind of, I suppose from piloting terms, it, it flies very similar to the to the 320 COs, but um, the, the, I think that the, the, the thing you really feel when you get into it is the sound is just... It is so quiet. I mean, I, I believe it's 50% more quiet than the uh, CO. 
uh, and the fuel figures are just incredible. I mean, it, it's it's almost unnerving the the amount of uh, less fuel we're burning. It, it's extraordinary to sit there and watch this this aircraft do the exact same job with a 20, 20. I think I think the number is 23 percent fuel saving, which you know in these times where everyone's trying to be sustainable and green and whatever else, it, it's a really brilliant airplane for us to be introducing into the fleet. Mark Casey, CEO, Head of Training and Founder of Atlantic Flight Training Academy. We're based at uh, Cork and Waterford, where we are um, now. We're at uh, 21 aircraft, 5 Diamond DA-42s and uh, 15 G-1000 Cessna 172s and uh, the M260 T67 Slingsby Firefly uh, for our advanced upset prevention and recovery training. So today yeah. uh, you're here as a partner school for Ryanair for the yeah. mentor program. Can yeah. you tell me a bit about that and the various gateways available? Yeah, they have a number of partner schools. We were the first. We've been working with Ryanair um, not exclusively, but you know a lot of our graduates would have uh, would have joined Ryanair down through uh, the evolution of the business and uh, the growth of Ryanair you know, has um, been fantastic for our company. Um, they've all, always been hugely supportive of graduates from from AFTA, so there's a long history of uh, graduates from AFTA joining um, joining Ryanair. We decided um, probably about uh, five years ago to put more structure on it and to kind of embed a lot of the culture, philosophy, SOPs, training DNA uh, that has uh, made Ryanair so safe and so successful into cadets uh, from the get-go. Ultimately, that's paid dividends. Uh, the feedback from the uh, training management in Reiner is that the uh, men mentor program really, what it's done is we've introduced a lot of the uh, procedures into the training profiles for the cadets from their first flying lesson. Um, a lot of their briefings are kind of first principles for the cadets. They're not coming to Reiner having learned a different way, having been shown a different way to do it. A lot of airlines you know, will have slightly different philosophies on how they fly their aircraft, and it could be the same aircraft type. Ryanair have a, a system, you know, they're a very, very large organization operating over 500 aircraft with huge, uh, diverse, huge diversity in, in the uh, personnel flying those aircraft, you know, from different parts of the world, from all over the world. Because their system is so rigid and strict, structured and comprehensive, you know, it, it keeps the operation um, on a very kind of uh, controlled uh, pathway from you know takeoff to touchdown. So by introducing those procedures at an early stage to the cadets, we're, the feedback we're getting is that from the training department and the training management in Ryanair is that it gives the instructors in Ryanair more capacity to you know bring them to the next level during their training. So they're not just getting the bare minimum training. The training the trainers in the airline because they've been taught uh, the first principles very well uh, during their flight training and can focus on more advanced kind of input uh, that would probably too much for a cadet that hadn't seen or hadn't been mentored. So that's the main advantage of the mentored program. It also gives the airline visibility on uh, a competent and capable pipeline of pilots well into the future. Mark Casey there, talking with Mark Dwyer at the Pilot Careers live show, and we'll return to the show shortly. Ryanair say they're committed to continuing its Kerry to Dublin flights. According to the airline, it's a fundamental route for the airline in Ireland. 
There's been some criticism locally of the Kerry to Dublin flight times. The low-cost carrier began operating the service commercially last July and has flights twice daily. Dublin is one of seven destinations Ryanair flies to from Kerry Airport. Ryanair say they have no immediate plans to change the times, but they are committed to the route. Last Friday, the European Aviation Wellbeing Conference was held at the Radisson Hotel at Dublin Airport. The focus of the conference was on dissecting, exploring and understanding the practical side of well-being, which is still not fully understood and still perceived as a complex concept by many. Valentina Fitzpatrick, the founder and chairperson of the EAWC, explained the conference's objectives to me when I met her. For me, the most important things was to reduce the gap between regulators, organizations and individuals, bring them together as one and talk about well-being, talk about the subject that the industry is most fearful at the moment, that they're more necessary at the moment. I mean, it was interesting to hear some of the panel talk about the fact that the regulators have a very important function, but in many cases they might also be causing people to not say they're not happy or they're not well. I think that the most important factor in here that we're trying to achieve is that people uh, could be possibly part of the regulatory process, that people can reach to regulators and can we work together to humanize regulation so the regulation feeds people and they're designed around people, not the other way around. So we really want to help regulators to understand our world as well and we also need to understand their position. What is the state of well-being in aviation now, 2022? <laughs> At the moment, I think, after what we've been through, there is no such a thing as like well-being. There is the hope that we can change things together. There is a desire to make people feel a better welcoming to an organization, that they can work and perform and uh, to, to profit the organization, but also for themselves, for their own family and for the, their own environment. And there might be a bit of cynicism by some people listening to us about well-being. It's about, you know, boxes of bananas, uh, cupcakes, and what do they call it? Resilience pizza. What do you really need organizations to do? I think that well-being for, you know, the aviation industry and well-being, how people know it, knows it outside the industry, it's completely different. We're certainly not about cabbage and broccoli and, uh, and going to the gym alone. Mm-hmm. We are more about um, operation and uh, placing the human aspect within a very highly regulated industry and uh, you know an automated system and uh, a very uh, technical and uh, unique environment. Tell me about the European Aviation Wellbeing Committee. What, what, what's its function? I think the function of the committee is uh, it's really to, as I said before, to bring people together, to reduce the gap between those who write regulation and the people and the management that want to work for you know, the people and the people that do the job that mostly aren't seen. So really reduce the gap, bring them together and create an understanding, create an environment where people really collaborate to make our industry better. What was the motivation for you to find it? It was my own personal story, my personal uh, struggles with mental health. And uh, I came to the understanding that if you don't take responsibility for your own well-being, for your own mental health, and your choices to enter this industry, which is very uh, highly driven and uh, and very stressful as well, then you're not going to be able to change your environment. So start from your own personal personal, uh, story, personal uh, challenges. Finally, what will be a measure of success for you for the conference today? That we could just leave something into people's heart. That they can just leave this room and say, 
I feel something different. Like, you know, I've learned something today. I feel more. I sense more. You know, I want to be part of this. I want to help to change and to make this industry a better industry for myself and for the people around me. I, I just feel that it's really important that as a committee, we invite people um, of all parts of the industry, all fields in the industry, whether they are in the ground or in the sky, to participate, to make their contribution, to talk about their own environment so that we can all understand each other because often we don't do. We do different things. We're like in different planets. So we want to be united as one. Valentina Fitzpatrick, thank you. Thank you very much indeed for having me. Thank you. In Air Corps news, the 57th Basic Helicopter Conversion Course began training in August of this year. This course is designed to give a qualified fixed-wing military pilot the competence and skill set required to fly rotary-wing aircraft. Well, last week, the 57th BHCC completed their first helicopter solo flights, which is a significant milestone in their flying career, and led them nicely into the next phase of their training involving advanced helicopter handling. Well, let's head back to the Pilot Career Live event in Crow Park and Mark Dwyer dropped in on the presentation by the Irish Air Corps there. Um, I would encourage you, as Karen said, to come to us at the stall and join by John, James and Shane. Um, both phenomenal guys, all, all phenomenal guys, so do, do drop over, ask us any questions. I've only got so much time, I'll take time out. But uh, thank you very much for your attention. Captain Al Dungan is my name. Um, I'm a flying instructor in the flying school. Uh, in the Irish Air Corps, currently instructing on the Pilatus PC-9 aircraft, uh, and I'm the Chief Simulator Instructor there also. And you did a really good presentation there. Uh, if you just maybe give us a quick overview of the WINGS course and what's involved for anyone that's uh, listening now that didn't get a chance to visit the show today. Um, the WINGS course is how we train the mil- people to become military pilots, um, and most of that flying training takes place in Baldonnell. So I suppose just to go back to step one of the process, um, typically the cadetship competition is advertised in the summer, around about the time that the leave insert is finishing up, so kind of June to July, um, it will be advertised on you know, Facebook, Instagram, or, or social media platforms. Um, so you'd apply online uh, and then enter into the, there's several stages of the, of the competition, ranging from um, starting with psychometric testing at home, then on to stage two, which would be further psychometric testing in Baldonnell, things like psychomotor testing, things like personality tests, uh, hand-eye coordination, all these kind of things that we'll, we'll test in-house, um, in addition to a physical fitness test. So a run, a certain amount of push-ups and a certain amount of sit-ups in a minute, um, and a group assessment, which is where we'll put pilot candidates, give them a, a task and see how they interact with each other in terms of teamwork skills, maybe leadership skills, how clear they communicate, um, and um, and that kind of thing. So that's, the, that's, I suppose, the second stage. The third stage will be coming into Baldonnell for the simulator assessment, which is done in the PC-9. Uh, and then also a psychologist interview, so um, an interview with a psychologist. If you're successful there, that would see you through to the final stage, which is the final interview with a board of four or five, and then a, a medical assessment before hopefully starting the cadetship in September or October of that year. And then the, the course itself then, so you go to the Curra for, for a bit to do the military training, is that right? Yeah, exactly. So um, our Air Corps pilot cadets go to the Curra camp, and the Defence Force Training Centre in Kildare, um, and they, they will carry out military officer training there in parallel with Army officers and Navy officers. Um, so the Air Corps cadets, the intention is for next year, for next year's recruitment, so those applying in 2023, that they'll conduct 10 months of training down in the Curra um, before coming back to Baldonnell. At that stage, they'll start into their ground school studies. Um, so that's all 14 ATPL subjects taught in-house, uh, essentially 9 to 5 by flying training school instructors, and that will take about 7 to 8 months. So about 10 months in the Curra, and then about 8 months in the ground school, and then essentially you're into the flying phase. 
um, with a couple of bits of training in between, like the technical training for the PC9, anti-G training, survival training, um, hypoxia training, and simulator training. So uh, I guess I didn't mention that the, the intention, as I said, for next year is that our student pilots will be commissioned as officers after finishing their ground school training. Um, so that would see you being commissioned after 10, 18, about 19 months of training. So the, the, the career training, the ground school training, and then also a command and leadership block. And then that would see you conducting your flying training as an officer uh, as such. Essentially, after completing the course, our pilots can state their preference as to whether they'd rather to stick with fixed wing aircraft and continue flying down that path, or if they'd like to convert onto helicopters and carry out the helicopter conversion course. So if you were to go down that route, um, you'd most likely be conducting the helicopter conversion course on the EC-135, which is our training aircraft in 302 Squadron. Um, that, that course takes approximately six months, and that would see you then qualified as both fixed wing and helicopter pilot. Um, and then you could be, remain operating the 135 operationally, or, or at that point, or later on, progress on to the Augusta Western 139 uh, medium utility aircraft, which is operated by 301 Squadron. So there are the aircraft in number three operations wing. The other avenue of moving towards the fixed wing side of the house would be either potentially onto 104 Squadron, which as of 2020 operates four Pilatus PC-12 NG Spectre aircraft, or potentially the Learjet uh, is operated by 102 Squadron, Learjet 45, um, and then also our Maritime Patrol Squadron, 101 Squadron, which currently operates two CASA CN-235s, but as of next year, they're going to be replaced by CASA CN-295s. So there's lots of new aircraft coming to the Air Force, so um, particularly number one operation at the moment is, is very... Uh, new and high-tech aircraft coming in, so it's an exciting time to be to be qualifying in that respect. For anyone listening that wants more information about the Air Corps, where can they get that? Military.ie has massive amount of information, so everything I've said should be up there. But in addition to that, all of our social media channels, absolutely, all of our social media channels, if anyone wants to subscribe, follow, you'll get all of our, all of our updates and also see the advertisements for the Ketchup next year. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and I think TikTok actually as well now. So do, do please follow and, and like those pages. Okay, no, thanks very much. Thanks very much, Mark. Aircap Holdings announced this week that it has signed lease agreements with the TUI Group to lease three Embraer E195-E2 aircraft, scheduled to begin delivery from March through to May 2023. The aircraft, powered by Pratt & Whitney GTF engines, will be the first E195-E2 to enter TUI's fleet. Aircap was the launch leaser customer of Embraer's E-Jets E2 program in 2019 and has 45 Embraer E190-E2s and E195-E2s owned and on order. Operating on short and medium-haul routes, the aircraft uses less fuel and has more extended range, while at the same time, it's 50% quieter and emits up to a third less carbon dioxide. The airplanes will operate primarily out of Antwerp. Ireland is leading the way in the drone industry, according to Julie Garland, founder and CEO of Avtrain. The company has signed a memorandum of understanding with Sprite to collaborate on IASA pilot and operator training and certification. Sprite is creating a drone-based healthcare-specific delivery network for those impacted by a lack of immediate or timely access to healthcare resources. The project will start with the first flights planned for later in 2022. Julie Garland explains. So it's fantastic. Um, Sprite are a a division of Air Methods in the US, and Air Methods is one of the largest medivac companies in the US operating over 500 helicopters. They set up Sprite as their unmanned aircraft to look at critical medical supplies, and the movement of critical medical supplies um, around by by unmanned aircraft. So they are um, coming to Europe. They're going to set up, they've set up a company in Ireland and we'll be going through their they've existing pilots, they've existing operator, they're operating the wing copter at the moment and we'll be doing their certification with them in order to start looking towards the critical medical delivery supplies. We've been talking to providers in Ireland 
the whole ecosystem in Ireland is super excited about it. We're looking at the, it's probably a Q4 this year will be the first flights, um, late Q3 into Q4. Um, we're going through the certification process with the pilots and we're going to start with the training into the European. These are existing pilots in the US and they'll be coming over and there'll be job generation and we'll be looking at local pilots as well as, as uh, pilots coming over who are already familiar with the aircraft and it's bringing new aircraft types into Ireland as well. Staying with drone news, Alphabet, owners of Google and their subsidiary Wing, have confirmed Lusk in North County, Dublin, as the location of its small-scale demonstration of a drone delivery operation in Ireland. This launch is a small step for Wing in Ireland and will look different from the commercial services they now operate in Finland, Australia and the United States. Lusk, about 20 kilometres north of Dublin city centre, is also close to Balbriggan where Irish drone delivery company MANA is already running a pilot scheme. Aer Lingus has been announced as the official airline of Paralympics Ireland and will support Team Ireland as they prepare for and compete in the Paris 2024 Paralympic Games. The two-year agreement sees Aer Lingus partner with Paralympics Ireland, having supported athletes, coaches and officials throughout the postponed 2020 Tokyo Games. They'll also fly Team Ireland to the Paralympic Games, which take place in Paris, from August 28th to September 8th, 2024. We're back with more news after this short break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, here on Squawk 7000, we're very proud to bring you the news once a week, but a man who does the news once a day is with me, Trevor Buckley. Your aviation newsletter is a fantastic source of information. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, I developed it back after 9-11, after the growth of the low-cost carriers. I initially set it up internally within SR Technics as a low-cost 
news focusing on Ryanair and EasyJet after the growth of low-cost carriers after yeah. September 11th. And where and do you then, get your information from? Like, I, I'd love to know the process. How does it start? I just uh, developed the process over the last uh, 10 years and just finally tuned it to what people want over a few specific topics, whether so aircraft related to Ireland first and then the key global news, and then the key Irish aviation news every day, just that, and then the key tweets and a couple of videos on it every day of key of global events, just of what's relevant to Ireland, the key macro and micro events that are relevant to the Irish aviation sector. So just fine-tuning it over the years. Any idea how many people follow that, that news every day now? It goes out on the Flying in Ireland website every day, and plus I have my own internal mails as well, so I reckon around between 1,000 and 2,000 people a day, I reckon. That, that, that's a substantial so figure. figure yes. What are the stories that, that are catching people's attention? And I suppose with somebody like yourself who's been able to keep an eye on the news every single day in aviation, how is it looking? The growth of the Irish Airlines in particular with Ryanair with their new aircraft deliveries with the leasing companies in Ireland with their developments with all the ancillary companies around the MRO aircraft asset management and the engine side as well and the software side and the travel side with companies like Cartrawler and that for example so there's a constant, constant developments always in the pipeline. Is it healthy? Yeah very healthy, it's very good to see the industry continuously involved and every week you can see it's constantly, continuously moving forward every week also with the key Irish people in aviation as well like Alan Joyce and Francis Willie Walsh and the DG of IAS and so there's constantly Developments going on led by the Irish people in aviation. And so we could definitely call you the man with the finger of the pulse of yes. Irish aviation. If people want to read your letter, obviously it's on flyinginireland.com, but they can also subscribe to it. Yeah, they can subscribe free of charge just to my email address at uh, trevor800 at gmail.com. I'd gladly add them to the newsletter. It's completely free of charge to subscribe. And then, of course, they can also listen to our news once yeah, a week. Once trevor, a week. thanks for chatting to us on Spock 7000. Michael. Thank you. <laughs> AirTrade Aviation, the aviation technical asset service and trading company, has had a busy two years. Their headcount has increased by 140%, and they've welcomed new team members worldwide, from Dallas to Dublin to Lithuania. As the aviation industry started to rebuild after the first wave of the pandemic, the organization stepped up its planned program of investment and growth. Additional resources have spearheaded four new satellite locations for AirTrade, including one new office and warehouse in Dallas, Texas, and a significant expansion in Ireland. They've also ramped up their aircraft disassembly activities at their dedicated facility in Knock, Ireland West, focusing on Airbus and Boeing aircraft. These factors have also seen AirTrade increase its warehouse capacity by a further 115,000 square feet and the opening of its new engine teardown facility in Dublin. CDB Aviation, a wholly owned Irish subsidiary of China Development Bank Financial Leasing Company Limited, have joined leading leasers, airlines and airports on Hart Aerospace's Industry Advisory Board. The aim is to advance the development of hybrid electric regional aviation with the ES-30. The 30-seat Hart ES-30 has the potential to replace current generation regional aircraft with zero emissions hybrid technology within the decade. This regional aircraft with a seating capacity of 30 passengers will be powered by a combination of electric power and sustainable aviation fuel. The ES-30 will have a fully electric, zero-emission range of 200 kilometres with the flexibility of up to 800 kilometres as a hybrid. And Dynam Aviation Ireland Limited has announced the appointment of two senior executives. Rory Hensey has been appointed Head of Technical with the responsibility to develop and lead the lesser's technical team and this will include managing Dynam's existing assets 
technical negotiation, deliveries and re-deliveries. Ryan Gallagher has been appointed General Counsel and will oversee the leaser's legal matters, including aircraft leasing contracts, trading and other related activities. These appointments follow the recent announcement of Barbara Pentony as Head of Operations and increase the headcount of their Dublin office to six people. Finally, for those that love numbers and statistics, some from Aer Lingus and their transatlantic operations from Manchester. Aer Lingus Chief Customer Officer Suzanne Carberry shared these numbers. Over the last 12 months, Aer Lingus has flown across the Atlantic 1,340 times to and from Manchester. Passengers travelling in the airline's economy class have enjoyed more than 150,000 cups of tea and coffee. Cabin crew members have served up to 350,000 meals and passengers have tuned in to over 750,000 hours of movies, TV programmes and entertainment on Aer Lingus's in-flight entertainment system while flying across the Atlantic. Remember, if you have aviation news that you'd like to share with us, include us in your emails and send your stories to news at squawk7000.ie. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.